it. We install pop filters in our lungs. <laughs> and then we're safe. We can smoke all the cigs we want. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's a good cybernetic enhancement. Like, air filters that you can slide into, like, your ribs. Dude, that's, <laughs> cyber, that's cyberpunk as fuck. All right. Um, so, with that being said, uh, how do y'all feel about mass shootings? For or against? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a loaded uh, question, <laughs> and that's a pun, yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, today may be kind of a grim one. Uh, there's still a topic I've been wanting to cover, nonetheless, uh, for a while, for a long time now. Um, not just because it's re- in regards to a game that I spent a whole lot of time with uh, back in the day, but also because I actually have some pretty complicated feelings about the issue here myself and yeah. uh, the kind of the reactions to it. Our story being... The infamous no Russian level uh, featured in 2009's blockbuster smash hit Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, an interactive sequence in which the player is tasked with carrying out a terrorist attack on a public airport as an undercover agent. Uh, the inclusion of this said sequence then led to um, quite a few discussions within the industry and out yeah. uh, about what can and can't be shown in video games across the globe, as well as maybe what it means to be able to tackle whatever subject matter matter you feel is acceptable or shouldn't be shied away from in these modern times. Yeah. Get it? Modern? Warfare? I'm, <laughs> I'm, out. I'm, Rand- I'm Randall Beatrice, and I'm in the studio today, as always, with Austin Blakesley Yo. and Chris Anantuano. That's uh, me. <laughs> That's <laughs> Wrong <laughs> Is Wrong that, you series. Have that or <laughs> come up with that? Yeah. <laughs> That's sick, dude. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, you are Italian, so, you know. Uh, but this that, is, what's that got to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I came up with this. <laughs> this is hot button. Out of the... um, all right, let's get rolling. How are you guys feeling today, first of all? I never ask at the beginning. I already of, made uh, this joke. I feel like I could use an airport and a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, not a little insensitive, but it's been a rough day. <laughs> How about you, Austin? I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, a little good guy yeah, over here. We're all shake, shaking, it, shaking it loose. I already stumbled over my words like two or three times, so we're just going to leave it. At Hot Button, uh, we're like we're no strangers to covering controversies around here, obviously. No, no. And I feel like our personal Is views... Is that what the name means? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. I didn't know that. But, but I feel like our personal views on censorship, uh, quote-unquote, are... Uh, also, probably already pretty pretty widely recognized. Yeah. Um, you may hear some video games as art talk today, though, uh, which is always fun. Um, but I just wanted to make a note here that uh, in my research, I kind of discovered many, I would say, well-respected people uh, on both sides of like how this playable level sort of made them feel. Um, so maybe not as black and white around these parts today, but... Nice. Uh, the other unfortunate thing, uh, I guess I should point out, is that regardless of when this episode drops, the topic, uh, its topic of mass murder will kind of sadly always be relevant. Yeah, at uh, least in America. Yeah, so, right now. But on a lighter note, uh, depending on who you are, you know what else will always be relevant? Call of Duty. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess maybe less so now. But it's, uh, I think, I mean, that game still, uh, still does well, I, I assume, I think, right? How's Black Ops 4 doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's doing all right. I heard. I. I, I mean. I. I know they. I think that's that the one where you drop the big mechs down, right? Like after a little couple you're in, kills. You're insulting me. Right now. <laughs> but uh, Call of Duty, uh, a series um, hugely popular and influential, um, I should add, that we somehow have not really discussed much here yet yeah. on this podcast, uh, which is kind of funny. With all the just Fortnite talk, there's no room for Call of Duty. <laughs> to be honest, Call of Duty controversy free. 
Totally. As far as I'm yeah. aware. <laughs> Never had a problem. Not once. Not once. Um, the other interesting thing uh, is that today we're uh, only really going to be diving into a particular moment from one of the single-player campaigns, a feature apparently so well enjoyed by many that they cut it fully out of the franchise's last iteration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, But I know... Um, We've uh, we like the three of us have talked about the Call of Duty multiplayer before, uh, but uh, Austin, I've played it with you many times. But just to ask, uh, how have you guys felt about the Call of Duty story modes kind of throughout the years? Uh, absolutely loved them. Yeah, okay. I never, I was never good at Call of Duty multiplayer, okay, except for World at War. I was really Mm. good at that one. Same, yeah. None of the other ones. So I would play all the campaigns. Like I literally bought every Call of Duty to play the campaign. Yeah, yeah. I did that for a little while too. I like. Even up to Infinite Warfare, because I worked at GameStop, yeah. I think. No, maybe it was the one before that. But I still got it for Advanced. free. Yeah. So. The, Advanced, or Black Ops 3 was the Black one, I think, yeah. before Infinite, right? That's the only one I didn't really like. The yeah, campaign? But that? I pretty much played all the campaigns. Even the bad, even the bad ones, quote-unquote. Are still good. Like, I didn't... Like Ghosts and Infinite. Modern Warfare 3 that. sucks. Yeah. Uh, but the campaign in that was still full of cool moments. Yeah. Like, there was the one where you had the shootout on the steps of, like, Wall Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do really remember mean. that. That was Ghosts neat. was just awful, but the campaign, the campaign was, was still good. That still had the dog in it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, Infinite Warfare's multiplayer is garbage, but yeah. that's actually one of my favorite campaigns. campaigns. I, they, they're campaign. really cool Is that the set pay pieces, respects like they, one? Press F to pay respects? I think that was... No, that was advanced. That's the Kevin Spacey one. Yeah. That's why... One of the worst ones. Yeah, that campaign isn't great. Yeah. I don't yeah. think. Because um, I mean, this is F to molest the <laughs> child. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're they're looking back now. I have. You know what's weird? I just had this thought. I bet Advanced Warfare will never get remastered because of Kevin Spacey's image. Like down I the bet road. it'll never get remastered because it no one liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was but, so bad a pedophile couldn't make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but so this is actually a, the funny thing is we've been talking about these campaigns. They're actually kind of a, it's kind of a hard question to, to answer and compare them because there's so many different studios sort of taking turns with it. But like as far as like this game, like Modern Warfare Two, like you guys played through this campaign all the way through, right? Yeah, it's oh, yeah. many times. It's, yeah. probably my it's favorite a great one. fucking it's my campaign. One. Yeah, it's like a James Bond movie. That's like so many set pieces, like totally, all over yeah. the planet. Like, it's really neat. Awesome. That shootout, like in the suburbs, and and like in like I think it's like around yeah. Washington D.C. was that's really neat. Hap- yeah, yeah, you're playing like in America. Plus, yeah. yeah. When I played Modern Warfare One, I was like, "This was cool." But yeah. like, yeah. when am I going to get to kill innocent people? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you you finally get your wish this time, and then I was finally heard in the sequel. So, Call of Duty, uh, yearly franchise since 2002. It's on all the major platforms. Well, mostly. Sorry, Switch, I guess. Um, but all of them, all of them first-person shooters, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, maybe some of the mobile ones got weird. Uh, all of them heavily centered around competitive multiplayer, for the most part, like we said. Uh, and all of them published by Activision. Uh, but with our primary uh, developer today being Infinity Ward, um, who is also the makers of the original and the... Uh, previous, so like the actual Call of Duty, uh, yeah. Yes. And um, this is also the same team, of course, who was responsible for the 2007 precursor to COD Mod 2, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. I think they dropped the four. 
yes. later after that, right? Uh, a flagship title that I don't think anybody would argue didn't completely set the world on fire. Like, oh, that no, pretty much changed shooters huge. forever. Yeah, like, people like to make fun of, of like, now, but, like, fucking Call of Duty games have, have pretty much always sold and reviewed well since the beginning. And Modern Warfare, like, 1 and 2 specifically, like, they're good games. Some yeah, are better than incredible. others, but everybody's got to get over it. Like, you know, like, they are. Um, and I'm saying that as somebody who barely put time into the last couple of releases. I like to check out zombies, but, um, and when I say some are better than others, I think we're in agreement that Modern Warfare 2 is definitely one of the good ones. It's sort of near the top. And, um, I know a lot of people that got 360s and subscription to Xbox Lives because of that game, just to be a part of that phenomenon. I actually like played Everybody's it on the doing PC. it commercial. You played Modern Warfare on the PC? Yeah, Modern Warfare 2 on the PC, yeah. That was like the last what time I... What was the, like... Demographic because that like I don't know I didn't play the multiplayer oh right right <laughs> right okay. but I'll tell you the campaign it looked incredible I it bet. was like so much yeah. fun <laughs> how did that uh how did that <laughs> no Russian look <laughs> nice and nice and crisp um, every body every pile of bodies <laughs> that you needlessly fired the rest of your ammunition into <laughs> so with over twenty two million people jumping in to check out. Uh, your game, it's no wonder the, when attention kind of started to crack down on a very particular disturbing part of it. Um, yeah. So now to like uh, talk about like the level itself. Um, it's So this was the game's fourth, I think, level. So pretty fairly early on in the campaign. And I guess like the core sort of backstory or the, the like them trying to build up the what this mission was is that the... Uh, the player controls an in-disguise CIA operative. I think his name is Alan, who is, uh, I later found out, voiced by Troy Baker. So I think he's voiced a couple people throughout the series. But, nice. Uh, who willingly participates in a mass shooting at a Moscow airport to gain the trust, the trust of a Russian terrorist group, I think led by, this is led by the game's antagonist, uh, Vladimir Makarov, yeah, which Makarov. is like the most evil sounding name. Yeah. Uh, it's great. So after this brief little intro, I think all their levels uh, in those old games did that, where they have like, you know, satellite images yep. and, you know, so you're getting like debriefed. Um, but the uh, the level fades to black and then opens with a player, the, the player walking out of an elevator with four other gunmen and uh, one of whom... Uh, which I think it's Vladimir himself like, kind of leans to you and says, remember, no Russian. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned title of the level. In order to, I guess, mask their native country of origin here. And uh, they kind of, at that point, it's a, it's kind of a, like melodically paced. You just sort of slowly walk up to a security checkpoint and then just open fire on like uh, this large group of civilians and like working staff just like going about their day. It's and just, yeah, it starts yeah, at yeah. a security at the security yeah, checkpoint yeah. with all yeah, the people waiting like in line. It's, it's a couple yeah. seconds like yeah. right into it. And uh, there's like there's like a bunch of guards with guns. Yeah. And you walk out of the elevator and then one person notices you and gasps and then the guards turn around, take out their guns, Man. and then that's when you're NPC. Yeah, so you were you were saying you just watched yes. uh yeah. I knew well you were saying you were trying to play it. I was trying to play it, but my Modern Warfare 2 disc is like destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> I played it I played it too much. I think I wore it down. But yeah, I know I've got mine somewhere. I thought about digging it up, but I I did find a good like no commentary clip. And I'm gonna play just like you know, like a couple seconds of it uh and then cut it off but like the funny thing is it's like it's it's obviously very visual but even on a podcast the 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 sound design is like it's it's one of the things call of duty's known it's for, haunting for sure. like yeah, it's like you would you wouldn't know if i played this and it was just like footage. without <laughs> just the visuals the, it sounds yeah, yeah so all right yeah, so real, here we go yeah. I, I started this right at the kind of the black part of the elevator here yeah. 
even that sounds good. Real dark. I mean, okay, let me ask you this. So you both played this mission, obviously. Yeah, we I all, shot we all, the first time. We all, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> all right. How, no, ahead, how long did it take you to shoot? Oh, immediately. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, okay. Dude, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto my entire life. There's I, like, I did stand there for like a, a second or so. Like, uh, like it, it's that hesitation. Even that like split second of hesitation is a pretty powerful like sort of. You know, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I feel like in my head I did. I just like <laughs> the, game, the yeah. funny thing is the game doesn't. I don't think it penalizes you for not taking part. So we'll actually no, get into that, which is really interesting. Not mm-hmm. shoot at all yeah. until the end. You have to shoot when you're fighting. Like when the, the, yeah, the then there's law enforcement. Yeah, you eventually yeah. fight people who are shooting yeah. back. But. Yeah. Um. And and obviously, it's like I stopped that clip off. Uh. But like it's even like I cut it off early. But there's some really great just sort of like. Moments of silence where you hear just nothing but people like crawling away and gasping, and then just glass breaking and great. stuff like that. It's yeah. great, the best. Word no, not use great. I, I just more than that. The design, like it's they did a really good job, really capturing that horror really well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Like when, especially at the end of that scene, like when people like when they finish clearing that group of people and they're just walking, like they're literally people like crawling and fucking. Uh, yeah, and they just walk they, up to, like, you bop, can't. Bop, they they, they take off. away like, your ability so, to sprint, which actually works really well yeah. in the way that they wanted. It's hard to, to compliment the design because it is so kind of horrific. It is yeah. horrifying. Yeah, and they did a wonderful job at making it actually horrifying. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, as we mentioned, the player at this point, you continue to accompany the other gunmen as they walk through the airport, killing any remaining civilians. And as Chris mentioned, there's like literally people, people are grabbing other people and, and everything. Yeah, like it's, it's really not. So the only legitimate targets in the entire segment are a group of security personnel encountered in waves throughout the airport interior like and then and towards the end and then with the more heavily armed like gang of like riot squad members that are displayed on the tarmac and that that's where you're saying it's the only part where you actually have to like kind of actively participate in it yeah because it'll take your ai forever yeah and and what's interesting is the the level itself is very short yeah. Uh, obviously very graphic, but it's it's for Call of Duty like it's um, like less than ten minutes. Yeah, for yeah. a Call of Duty level, it's 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 very it's just this vignette. But the from that clip, you can already tell like pretty realistic screams are heard throughout. They they they, they also like increase the blood and stuff like that a little more than like kind of what they those games usually have in their levels. But there's like very long streaking trails of red and stuff when people are. And innocent, like, like it's, yeah, people try and pull themselves away from gunfire, and there's people like trying to revive people they're with, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's rough. But despite all the chaos, as you mentioned, the player themselves is never technically forced to partake in the massacre and can instead just sort of walk around with their comrades, uh, like letting them shoot everyone. And just like without aid, as like the events sort of unfold. But, uh, and what's interesting is I never actually tried this. Additionally, you can shoot the gunman. 
and they can die, but I you can't shoot obviously the leader. Yeah. And then if I think if you try and shoot him, like they all turn around and shoot you back, and then yeah. which leads to a mission failure. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you try and shoot them, it leads to a failure as well. But I think like, I don't know, but, uh, it's just, that's just people trying to sort of break like what the, what was intended here. But, uh, when played correctly, Alan will make his way through the airport, uh, to an exit where, uh, you engage. Spoilers. Yeah. Sorry. Spoilers here. Um, after this firefight with these armed soldiers some of whom I think like come out with riot shields and stuff like that once you've defeated all those enemies that's where the game's kind of like sudden twist sort of happens on everything Uh, and basically there's like a white van in the back of this one room and as the other men are being picked up uh, and like while you're preparing to flee the airport it's only revealed at that point that the leader Makarov already knows of your true identity of like who you are uh, he kills you with a single shot to the chest and then leaves your body for the local like, and government authorities to find in hope to use the undercover agent as a false flag, if you will, uh, once they discover that that horrific attack was actually portrayed by, uh, or perpetrated by an American, thus sparking this fictional war between the United States and Russia so that he himself can lead this nationalist invasion of the East Coast. A little bit of a mouthful there. I know that's it's kind of a stretch, but... As far as like you know, is it? It's well, maybe not. Yeah, maybe this. This like the funny thing is like there were a lot of people who called this plot really unbelievable in two thousand nine, and this game has aged weirdly well in some ways. Like it's it's a lot of it's still very blockbuster action movie and kind of ridiculous, but like that it's. I think Stranger Things have probably happened, um, but I after mean, this, only then is the player able to complete the level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If we're gonna go to war with anybody. I thought it'd be Russia. <laughs> It's a little, little bit of a. I don't want to get into politics. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, that was we gambled on the wrong country, I guess, right? Because a lot of a lot of um, like I don't know, Russians were the main enemies of a lot of video games and oh, movies yeah. for. Oh yeah, and proceeding like right after the Cold War, pretty much yeah. every James Bond story. Yeah, because they were the bad guys in real life. <laughs> Uh, true, but like it's just funny. Like it never got violent, and our culture would make it sound like we all wanted it to be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like. Um, well, I'm sure there was some violence, but not to the degree that we were all afraid of, yeah. uh, luckily. But one of the things I really, I, I really do find interesting here, uh, 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 like, is that apparently footage of this level did leak out before launch, huh. and um, and I kind of remember this too because there was a lot of like uh, fucking there was a lot of anticipation behind this goddamn game. Like I, like I oh, think yeah. I, I was like downloading videos on the 360 to like to sneak any peek at it that I could, and. Um, yeah, but yeah, there was this fan site called Mad Mod, Mad, shit, MapModNews.com. <laughs> Terrible name. Um, and they were the first to sort of host this footage, uh, I believe. Um, YouTube coming shortly after. And uh, guess who was first to grab it? CNN. Nice. <laughs> yeah. um, Good old they were really quick to, to capture that before it was gone. And see, up to this point, the only footage that people saw coming from the campaign of this game was you playing as U.S. Special Forces, a British SAS against pretty faceless terrorist bad guys. Yeah. So, like, when they were showing that stuff at, like, E3 and stuff like that, there, there was a hint of the airport level in those trailers, but without context, nobody really knew what anything was. So yeah. when, like, when a news, like, organization like that caught this, that was their first, like... Because, like, the term murder simulator thrown around quite a lot uh, in, in, like, those sort of outlets. But, like, if that's all you see of a game, they're like, this whole yeah. game, what, what do you shoot up in the level after this? Yeah. An orphanage? Yeah. yeah. So, 
this story exploded um, yeah. pretty much the press. <laughs> and it also didn't help that the setup for the mission was... Remember, like, no Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> and they walk into like a war flow <laughs> newborn baby. <laughs> just throwing a Molotov. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier if I imagine the leader being a baby in disguise or just, or, or just Vladimir again. Like that, just yeah. this Russian dude in a suit with, armored up. Um, but uh, it also didn't help that the setup for the mission was eerily similar to the Mumbai attacks that occurred in India only one year prior. Attacks that left over 200 people dead. Uh, and I mean, maybe calling that similar is a bit of a stretch considering the context for what the Call of Duty level was, but still definitely fresh enough on people's minds to sort of draw the connection, uh, just with the imagery alone. But included... In this is also the mass shooting that went down at the Fort Hood military base in Texas, which happened just five days before the game's launch. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so it was really bad times for something like this to get out, basically. Like, this, yeah. this is going to be a real dark joke, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Yeah, lay, lay it on us. Uh, if you're going to try to launch a game and not have the launch come out around a mass shooting, good fucking luck to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because... Isn't there? Um, I don't remember. I thought there was a that there's some like South Park or something made a joke about that. I don't, but I'm, sh- I'm sure about being yeah. desensitized to shootings. But yeah, basically no, it's, no. It's horrible. Safe. It's like you don't want to be reminded of it. But again, the games are worked on for so long. Yes. Yeah. And I mean that's the thing. This was in development for like that like I like for two years. For two years, yeah. So it's um. Luckily, it didn't take. Uh, Activision, their UK offices to kind of indeed confirm that the leaked videos were real. They didn't pull a uh, who was it? Uh, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't pull a rock star or uh, um, Bethesda and we're like, we don't know what that is. Somebody modded the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they did say that like they had to kind of extinguish those fires <laughs> as much as they could because like, uh, uh, like it, there were so many people out there basically saying that uh, the like when that they first saw that video that they they thought it was an elaborate mod also yeah. like you know so kudos on them for at least saying like no this is our thing like they like some people do believe that they only broke their silence once the mainstream outlets started to report on it the way they did uh, which I guess I can understand but because th- they claim they didn't want spoilers out there but exposure or not they prided themselves in the delivery of these stories so I'm not gonna read the whole quote that's from Activision because it's it's pretty much exactly what you'd expect. They basically just said that the leak was from a copy of the game that was obtained illegally, that it wasn't representative of the full experience, that it had much more meaning within the narrative, blah, blah, blah. They reassured multiple times that the game was already rated M. Nobody could argue that, that that was inaccurate. Yeah. But they also went on to explain one more thing after these, and this is kind of where I thought their, their resolution of the problem was actually a much more different solution than what I would have expected. Uh, it came out at this time that the title would actually feature two different checkpoints that would pop up and prompt players on whether or not they would be comfortable viewing and playing the scene. Do you yeah, guys I remember, do you guys remember you that? Choice. Yeah, yeah, you had a choice. You could skip the whole thing yeah. if you chose to. Which was interesting. Like, so these warnings, there were two of them, and the first one popped up upon the game's boot up, and it read, some players may find one of the missions disturbing or offensive. Would you like to have the option to skip this feature? You will not be penalized in terms of achievements or game completion. With the two options being yes, ask me later, or no, I will not be offended. Which, like, I don't know, sounds overly descriptive, sort of, because yeah. it's like, what if you're, like, kind of offended, but you still aren't going to sue, I yeah. guess? Like, I don't... 
Not saying that I was. I'm just saying, like, I think it's funny that they have to... They can't just put yes and no. Uh, if no is selected, then the game would remain as it was designed. That's probably what we all did. If yes was selected, then a second prompt would come up just prior to the airport level in question, stating once again, the following mission may be disturbing or offensive to some players. You may skip this mission any time in the pause menu, uh, so you can, like, stop mid-mission if you want. Yeah. Going on to say once more that there wouldn't be any punishment in doing so with their yes and no options. Both these checkpoints headline with really big, uh, disturbing content notice in red letters above it. And you can't disable these at all. Like, they, they are programmed to pop up in there. So, yeah. interesting way to fix the issue, I felt. Um, no, yeah, that's yeah. kind of about as responsible as you can be with it. Totally. And they kept those in those games for a while. Like, they, they, they did it again in Modern Warfare 3 and some of the Black Ops games and stuff. I think the it's, it's interesting because it's a good idea to do that. But the fact that they're like, this may feature disturbing content. You're yeah, making it kind of tantalizing. The argument, well, yeah, no, the, no, it, that too, but it's also... That's the argument's why included it all? That's, is that well, well that's very right. broad. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah. It's like, technically... You're killing American soldiers call of, at the end of that game. Every Call of Duty campaign includes disturbing content. It does. So Especially some, post-World at War and even Modern Warfare 1. To not say World what the Wars. disturbing content is. Mm. Like you're letting people you're letting oh, people I start you're, saying. you're letting people start the mission saying, yeah, you can skip it at any time. But as the the clip that you played, that's the opening of the mission. Yes. Yeah. That's the whole most horrifying part. It, you're right. Yeah. So like yeah. if somebody really affected they'll, they'll be like disturbing content. Yeah, I'm firing guns at people. Yeah, like, I'm fine totally. with it. Nuclear yeah. weapon and then they start, explodes in yeah, the first game. Yeah. How does that not work? They yeah. start they start that and you're just like and then they see that opening part it's like you could skip it if you want but if that affects you you're already affected yeah like i i and th that was a different time that was almost a decade ago but yeah. like i know what you mean though for sure it's if you're gonna if you're gonna do a trigger warning you gotta tell what kind of what it is what yeah yeah that, that you'd be shooting at innocent targets, I mm -hmm. guess. And it's funny because it, it's like, I obviously like when I was describing kind of like, or trying to get people to sort of visualize what it is that like I'm like that we're talking about. It's like, I'm not trying to like fetishize the idea of like the level in any way. I just no. think it was just, it, it's, I, it's one of the first times I remember being genuinely shocked by a video game considering I've been, we've been playing violent games our whole lives. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, and it's, and it's funny because, um, I was talking to Austin about this, and I think you a little bit too. When I was like researching this, it it feels like I feel more affected by it now than I did when I was nineteen. Oh, yeah. I guess like yeah, like That's back the then I, I felt pretty like, unfazed. This game came out uh, in two thousand and nine. Yeah, when I was in college. Yeah, and like I played it, and I was just like sort of shrugging your shoulders. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. yeah, I'm killing more people in Call of Duty. And then, like, looking back after what totally. our country has been through, through over the past, yeah. like, couple of years, yeah. watching it again, I was just like, holy yeah. shit, <laughs> yeah, you did this. Yeah, it's it's Mom, crazy. Like, yeah, it was, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely feel like the product of the time. I had a hard fucking time rewatching it. It's rough. I it's rough. Yeah. I, think, I don't know if I would have been able to replay through it now. Now. If it, I it's, had, it's, it's, had a working it's, disc. In the context of it, too, because it's like, we all play Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that, but it's there's a, the level of, we've talked about before, but like the level of satire in those games and also the fact that it's just like, Grand Theft Auto is extremely realistic looking, but it just doesn't hold that. Like you running around in the street blowing stuff up doesn't have the same feeling as this does. Like they, this is very. Because you ain't playing like, GTA right. <laughs> <laughs> like it, when you shoot people in GTA, they flop around like ragdolls. They don't. 
True, go on yeah. their hands and knees and crawl with yeah, a puddle of water under them, yeah. moaning, and then yeah. you go up to them and yeah, fucking, yeah. No, like that's the other thing. The video yeah. you showed, I'm pretty sure, is the video I watched. I think and so. Yeah, I did not. I'm pretty sure. I just ran through it like a Call of Duty level. Yeah, but like they, you said, they they don't let you sprint, so you have to walk. But yeah. I just walked face first. And then that guy... He's looking... Yeah, I noticed that, that too. That shoots every person that's crawling and begging for help. And yeah. I'm like, no, yeah, don't. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't even think I did that. I think no. I was just like... Yeah, when I was playing that game, I think I was just kind of looking forward. And then the the extra, the twisting the knife thing is at the end, by the way, where it's like the whole point of that mission was that he well, he didn't want to like break cover. So yeah. it's like, it's... I mean, it's it's... You see a lot. I mean, what is it? Let's the whole like philosophy behind things like Watchmen, right? It's just like how many people do you sacrifice? You sacrifice thousands to save millions, kind of thing. Yeah. So Which it's it says like, in the debrief at the beginning. It does. Yeah. It's, it's like, like this is going well, to cost. This is going to cost a little to save a lot. I yeah, think is yeah. the verbiage they use. But yeah. he'll never know the yeah. player. Like it's like it, like that's that's almost the thing that horrifies me as much as the actual shooting is like the idea that like imagine if you, your life ends at the point where you do the most awful thing possible without any redemption. Like, yeah. yeah. It's really dark. It is um, really fucking dark. But let's talk a little bit about the development of the actual level itself. It was cited that during a brainstorming session that the team at Infinity Ward were actively discussing and researching how terrorist groups operate in the modern era, well, modern era of 2009, and sought to create an unimaginable but plausible scenario that players would feel uncomfortable with. So I guess mission accomplished on that side. Yeah. Uh, the game's lead writer, uh, Jesse Stern, noted that despite the grim subject matter, there are people who instinctively want to know what it's like to experience these kinds of attacks. And he cited he he, or he referenced things like documentaries like Bowling for Columbine, kind of as evidence that people really want to know about dark stuff. Which obviously, yeah. like it, it's the same reason you see obsession over things like serial killers and cults, and you know why that horror culture exists. It's like you want to try and understand, you want to try and learn. So uh, according to Stern, uh, which I like this quote here. Um, he wrote, uh, "These are human beings who perpetuate these attacks, so you don't really want to turn a blind eye to it." Uh, you want to take it apart and figure out how it happened and what, if anything, can be done to prevent it. Ultimately, our intention was to put you as close as possible to the atrocity. And uh, I got to say, as somebody with similar interests, I kind of completely agree with him on this philosophy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, there's a delicate way to do it. And it's and there's obviously other ways that are a little more, like, there are bad ways to do that, too. I think, like, you know, we talk about it a lot, but there are a lot there's there's tons of culture out there that romanticize the wrong thing. That's why it's like I talk about it a lot of time but like violence is a is a tool in storytelling. Like it's just like and there is a right way to use it to show consequence to get emotion and there is a wrong way to use it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and also it's sometimes it all depends on how your audience can interpret it because there is we talk about a lot of films out there that are genuinely really good that the fan bases for them are awful because they miss the entire point. You know what I mean? Like, it's like there are, like, you had a lot of, like, not to reference things specifically, um, and, like, but, like, even, like, movies like American Psycho and Fight Club have kind of dangerous fan bases, despite the fact that, like, the point of those stories were not, like, yeah. you know, like, it was not to to glorify that at all. Like, like, like I, don't, I don't like this movie, but, like, you saw a lot of copycat killers after, like, the movie Natural Born Killers came out. Yeah. Where like or not copycat killers, but like people who tried to wanted to go reenact that. There are, there are tons of people who would watch a movie like Falling Down Now and not understand it. Um, yeah. So it's like, I guess they have respect for their Call of Duty audience. 
sort of. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't see how yeah. my problem people with, deal with it. That's my problem with No Russian, is that, like... It's a little blatant. I think but. it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. In that it... Given to the right audience. Uh, and, I, like we said, I don't think... It feels I, like it should be in a different game. I don't almost. think I was the right audience at the time. No, I don't think I was either. Because people play that. There's You know, you get three people who play that. They play that, and they're like, I don't want to do this. This is awful. Yeah. Which is how I felt watching it now. Then you get people who are just like, yeah, it's another Call of Duty level. I'll do what the game tells me to. And then and then you have people who are like, fuck yeah, yeah. dude, let's do this. That's literally, you just summed up the whole message behind Hotline Miami. Yes. Like, it's yeah. so yeah. good. Exactly. Yeah. And so, do you like, like hurting people? The problem is that I don't think, like you said, it's in the wrong game. Because I don't think uh, Infinity Ward, love them. Not very delicate. Yeah. Well, they're not the best at storytelling. I don't. The worst example was that that segment you showed me in Modern Warfare Three when that came out with the little girl. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. There's a segment in Modern Warfare Three where you play a tourist who's holding a. You're filming a home video in Paris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like. It, it, it's the same. It's, it's like trying to capture bombing, the. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like you're like following this little girl who's just like, <laughs> like acting the way no child does. Yeah. Like it's so like sweet and like precious, and she's just running around being like, "Look, Daddy, it's the Eiffel Tower," yeah. and then just like explodes. And and it's it it is like done nothing more than to shock you to be like, "Hey, our stories have meaning." Yeah. Like it's not. Well, even the no rust thing. To be honest, it's kind of. Dumb. I mean, okay, so he shoots the guy at the end of it, which means he knew it the entire time. Right. So the idea was to plant an American there to like kind of like drum up controversy. But why was the American even there in the first place? Because he was trying to gain his trust so he could join his crew. Not, not only, but not, if he's yeah. trying to, the dude's a nuclear armed <laughs> yeah. extremist. Why does he need to shoot up an airport? That wasn't the first thing they thought. Not, like it was just an unnecessary. Not only event that, period. but I do think it's funny. At the it's end, kind of a plot hole. they they shoot you as you're getting into the van. And then a bunch of police swarm you while you're dying, and it's like, wouldn't you know that the the that death came from within that group of people, like ballistics and and crime, like people eh, who invest really. I mean, people who investigate that stuff. Though it's like the same thing when a fire happens. Yeah. It's like you know that they're gonna rummage through the shit to find well, out what caused right, the maybe fire. Maybe might be putting too much of a magnifying glass on Call of Duty. Maybe I am. But, but, um, but no, I just think it's a, it's a little bit plot holy. Like, it's, oh, sure. it's supposed to be yeah, about military intelligence and all this the, shit. Like, there'd be no That's reason. where a lot of the negative uh, the feedback from that idea, level came from. The idea of forcing your audience to experience the other side. Yeah. yeah. Well, right? no, I still like the mission it's itself. An, it's like, a great oh. idea in that you're trying to make the audience uncomfortable. But a the Call of Duty audience is not the kind of audience that's uncomfortable by that kind of thing. Yeah, that is supposed good point. to be that is supposed to be in a much more well thought out game because yeah. the Call of Duty audience is like murder simulator thing aside. There's a like reason they, why they cut the campaign out of yeah, its most recent edition. Like they, I'm sure a lot of people played that and were just like, "Yeah, take that, you Russians or and whatever." The modern, and the modern like, warfare levels are going for realism. They're not like weird like the Black Ops one. Like Black Ops campaigns have a lot of alternate history and like almost supernatural like stuff yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. and the other thing is that like it's not it like it's done for shock value i think yeah we're talking yeah. about the fuck your mom people here yeah <laughs> not, you know yeah like it's it's 
Another game could have handled that a lot better. And another game did, and I'm going to get to that later. Yeah. And I think you know what game I'm oh, going to yeah. bring up. It's, it's when I hopped out of the ambulance wearing my leopard print suit and then stabbed that guy and hurt his wife in the park for it, no I, reason and oh, then ran I away. A, I have a clip from that on my phone. You want me to play that real quick? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so like most games of this scale, there are like tons of programmers and various artists involved loads of people like having their hand in it each with their own personal vision of how they wanted that scene built however no one was apparently more associated with the no russian scene more than um Muhammad Alavi, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, and this is e- include even more so than that writer, uh, Jesse, I mentioned. And yeah. Alavi is a longtime uh, level designer at Infinity Ward, most famous for fronting the all gillied up mission from the first Modern Warfare, which oh, is, which is, is arguably yeah. one of the best video it, game missions of all exactly, time. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And he, and, and he later went on to co-found Respawn Entertainment. No shit. And he, I believe he was also in charge of Titanfall 2's entire single-player campaign, which in my opinion awesome. is some of the best level design specifically of any shooter I've that ever played game, that it's phenomenal yeah, spoilers it's phenomenal that time travel shit is like oh, so, so cool uh, it's what, it, so yeah, good it's, I, I forget what that it's cause and effect is that if you're, if you're listening to forget this forget press F to play we respects won't, yeah. we, won't <laughs> spoil, press F to we won't spoil travel. any further Play Titanfall 2's it's campaign. so fucking it dynamite. Is phenomenal. Yeah. And brilliantly paced. It's like six fact, hours. Delete Call of Duty right now. <laughs> Download Titanfall. So basically, this dude knows what he's doing. Like, yeah. you know, like, it, for the most... Like, because oh, sure. the... Like and he did um he did everything on this level from programming the the artificial intelligence to directing the motion capture used for all the character animations. He claimed that he never intended uh, at all to the for the mission to attract as much controversy as it did. Nor really, for, nor for it to be seen as a political statement. Really, which, which, uh, yeah, heavy eye roll. Uh, yeah, I know. This Seriously. is what you. I mean, I'm sure he has PR people, but um, behind him, but. Instead, I just thought it was a fun romp through an airport. <laughs> yeah, what are you guys yeah. complaining about? So what did you mean if you didn't mean it like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He, he gave um like he gave three reasons as to what like his intentions were. Just as were. much fun as a moon bounce shooting everybody in an airport. <laughs> he he wanted he said he wanted to develop it as a way to progress the game's narrative. He wanted to fulfill there, these three specific I know other ways, ways, to, ways do that. to do that. Um <laughs> considering yeah, like I news, mean you can just do a news story of yeah, just like yeah. footage of that level. Yeah. He wanted to explain A why Russia would attack the United States. B have the player get to know exactly what kind of character Mac Makarov was and C do it in a memorable and engaging way. Yeah. Call of Duty's not the kind of game. I where know. You, you have to show like he's how on the evil the evil. Oh, our guy's name's Vladimir Makarov. Yeah, Got it. I need like to shoot that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Got him. Scar on the face. Bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I think he. I think he did have scars on his face. It was 100% I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now, um, despite being asked. Alavi did not interview victims of real terrorist attacks when approached about it, but instead drew inspiration from news articles and films. So they apparently spent a lot of time on the level's development to try and get it just right, with the most attention obviously being on the actual massacre portion. Um, Apparently in the first iteration of No Russian, the massacre ended once the player killed that first group of civilians outside the elevator and then like transitioned into a firefight. And he said that uh, he felt that having an emotional scene abruptly shift right into a shootout was quote-unquote gimmicky and uh, altered the level to have the massacre continue much, much longer. Good thing the yeah. level wasn't gimmicky, huh? <laughs> 
Jesus. and this is where this is I lost it when I read this. He also uh, did not want it to feel too traumatic for the player, and get well, this. I- Removed scenes with children and families Jesus hugging each other. Christ. <laughs> Which I don't think would have ever gotten by. Like, Yeah, no, 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 no. Look, I'm not trying to say if there weren't kids in Grand Auto, I wouldn't run them over with a monster truck. <laughs> but it's good that there aren't kids in those video games. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, y- y- anybody ever play the... Uh, Play the Prey 2006 yes. one. It's the only game I ever saw kill kids. Nice. That's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that's what you're looking for, audience. Well, nobody's ever heard of that game, I guess. So. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess <laughs> From the fine makers of The Quiet Man. Yeah. yeah, and co-makers of Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll let that sit. <laughs> All right, so... Talent director uh, Keith Aram. He did. What's the worse, an airport massacre or Duke Nukem Forever? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to tough that. call. Um, so they, they had a casting director, uh, and what's and I find this really interesting. So like when you when you play these shooters, they have to they have a lot of like random people doing VO for just bot dialogue, like just who's voicing yeah. like, pretty much everybody out Grenada. there. Yeah, I, no, I assume there's one angry German guy, a Russian <laughs> yeah. guy who just does all that. Um, but no, they, he was saying that due to the levels emotionally charged set piece and intensity that some of the actors involved during their VO sessions like broke down in tears, like reciting their lines. Maybe don't do it. <laughs> like, yeah, that should oh have been a So what's funny is, um, we talked about it a little bit, but Modern Warfare 1's campaign had some pretty shockingly heavy moments as well. They had the nuke that you mentioned, yeah. where you, you literally crawl around and slowly die like that's the level yeah and then they well i think that was an ending to a level and then they had the do you remember the execution scene people don't talk about that yeah, a lot. yeah. where you first, play as the victim it's the first scene of the game right? is that the first scene of the game? i think it's at, no because the first one's the boat yeah yeah okay. i think it's yeah, right yeah, after yeah, the yeah. intro like right after the title card you do the boat and the training camp and then they're like now it's the campaign and that's the i think yeah. the first one they do Yeah, because the credits is showing up there, yes uh, yeah. yeah and that's why i was saying like they're not you may, like they're not above being shocky or gimmick. Like th- this isn't right, a new thing in this game. But they they just they wanted to continue in that path and there's of a, getting those emotions. There's a line so, between forcing your character to experience just it, dialed it and up. forcing your character to participate in it. You're right. I, that's true. And and because, like you were saying in this otherwise pretty gung ho FPS series. Yeah. Like yeah, there yeah. are Call of Duty also has its fair share of pretty stupid moments. Like it's there's a lot of just Doesn't like Warfare one end with you like throwing a knife at a guy. That's something? two actually. Yeah, 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 Commander Shepard yeah, spoilers again. It's yeah. That's a good, it's yeah, a good, it is, that's it a good ending scene, though. Uh, he went on to reiterate in later interviews that uh, why in the why in the context of the game Russia would invade the United States the way they did, and he basically went on to you know this maybe seems a little redundant, but he he just wanted to say that I want to have he wanted you to have a connection with that game's antagonist. He, you know he didn't want it to be contrived, but the funny thing is like. Infinity Ward and, and Activision super supportive of of this whole thing. Like they like and I don't know maybe what the reasons were. Things bad publicity, blah blah blah. Money, money. <laughs> that was the reason. But no pushback money. from them at any point during development. But here's where I'm going to get into the testing of the game. If you tell and the this Call of Duty good. audience that CNN is offended by one of the missions in the game, do you think they're going to be like, maybe I shouldn't check it out? Do you think they're going <laughs> to run it out and buy it even faster? <laughs> 
Hold on, hold on. I'll stop fucking your mom for one second. You're telling me CNN says this is inappropriate. Oh, and Fox News as well. They weren't happy. Yeah. They're never happy. <laughs> um, but uh, there were a bunch of, of people in Maybe if we gave in... all the civilian AIs guns, there wouldn't have been any mission at <laughs> no, all. No, they put walkie-talkies in their hands. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I just got that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so there were uh, obviously several people. I keep saying obviously, but that's just because like the story yeah. is like reading the way it's like you think it would. A lot of people in QA expressed some pretty strong disapproval during this, uh, during like their the phase of their you know playing through everything. They uh, there were. A pretty, I mean, there was a pretty wide variety of reactions going on in house. Some testers were pretty unfazed by it. I'm sure kids, I mean, not kids, kids, but you know what I mean. I'm sure there were young people that played it. They were just like, no, whatever, man. Um, yeah. Then there were other testers who were initially really angry and confused by the entire concept. Some eventually settled down, accepted the idea once they saw it in motion, like completed. There was one other tester who, at the time, was enlisted in the United States Armed Forces who refused to play the level at all and was still willing to play through the rest of the game, and that's what led to the implementation of the aforementioned skip feature that Designer yeah. Lobby did not want the player to be punished for not doing what they felt was morally wrong. So what was the response outside of the company? Eh? Prob- all, all great, I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, there, there's sort of three eras of the reception, really. There was the reaction to the leak prior to the game's launch, the reaction when the game was out there, and then probably my favorite, the, just sort of the reflection of it down the road. But the apparently that leak was a pretty big deal. like, And uh, the that video getting out there became a real popular report and not just gaming publications, but I mentioned those like the news, like it's like it was covered by Associated Press, the New York Times, the Guardian, you know, CNN and Fox, many journalists covering it uh, attributed the story's widespread exposure to the series cultural significance at the time, because I'm pretty sure that was the top selling game that year. Probably was. This was also a day where pre-ordering was like, you know, more of a thing. So like the, I think, this game was like already set to be the biggest thing. Yeah, when it leaked, it was season. already. I think it was already the biggest best-selling game of the year without even coming out. Yeah, exactly. Like and um, and a lot of these uh, people also feeling pretty, you know, divided on their opinions of what to think of this footage. Uh, some writers rightfully felt that they couldn't properly judge the uh, like the level without having played it. Rightfully so. Uh, while others questioned Infinity Ward and accused them of wrongdoing. And there were even those that criticized the skip feature, describing it as a cop-out for a level that the developer intended players to experience. Um, There were already a a couple that were even supportive. Uh, Jim Sterling of Destructoid felt that it was a statement that video games could actually discuss controversial topics uh, things that he fe- like, <laughs> things that uh, which he felt that developers would often shy away from. He concluded that saying if that if no Russian was able to make players question if the payoff was worth the human sacrifice, then video games could finally uh, and truly be considered an art form. Nice. Okay, that's not yeah. a bad take. No, but like, but, uh, criticizing <laughs> the idea though, like, you should criticize the execution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, all right. it's a, it's I, I it's I I agree with the fact that it's an idea that art should be allowed to oh absolutely reference co- controversial topics because you can't you can't hide everybody from everything. I mean, know, if you were a, is, if you were a designer of this, uh, like like if you were a producer, like would this be something like if someone approached the idea of this level to you and you initially were just like okay, and then once you saw that, like I mean. 
what would your reaction be at that point? Like, it's like, it's weird because like, I like to go on record saying I'm not a shallow writer and I wouldn't need to write a mass <laughs> shooting into my poorly plotted video game. Thank you. <laughs> you can, anything can be done respect, like anything can be done well if handled correctly. And I'm not saying this was handled poorly. I just think it, it should have been something done in a different game, but that's not a right answer either. Like if, yeah. the, if you are working at the studio that's producing this game and you're like, Hey, maybe call of duty is not the venue to like discuss the horrors of mass well, shootings. It's like you but, said, like I'm sure Activision wasn't like heard that idea and they were like, yeah, go out there, perform your art. We're going to make a statement. They were just probably like, yeah, dude, so many people would be pissed. We're going to sell so many copies. <laughs> like, it's just, I know there's a lot of greed behind being okay with it, and that's what makes me not okay. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing when you, like, it gets uh, into, like, movies and TV shows, too. Like, mm-hmm. but they're always, like, the ones being discussed are always the most, that are reaching the most people. Not necessarily the ones that should be covering what they're covering. Yeah. So it's like... It's very yeah. funny because you're just like, I'm not against the, you know, like, I don't think there should be restrictions on storytelling. It's just like, know who your audience is, really. Because it's, you have to know working on Modern Warfare 2 that this is something that a lot of kids are going to see and play. And, yeah. But, or maybe not at all. Maybe they're just going to dive into the multiplayer and <laughs> never even touch the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, let's skip a little bit ahead to the game's release. And, uh, and as, uh, well, as far as press copies go anyway. But, Critical acclaim. Game selling like hotcakes. It's getting solid reviews. 94 Metacritic. Game selling Pretty like fucking good. Gun bullets. Selling like <laughs> selling like AK 47s. Um, oh. <laughs> so rough. Uh, and despite all the game's praise, the content of No Russian started to get some pretty critical backlash. Some like support was still out there, uh, but otherwise, you know, it wasn't the best response out of the gate. BBC News. Uh, was not happy. Rock, paper, shotguns. Uh, Kieran Gillian, I think, and uh, was their name. Chastised the level for failing to live up to expectations, finding the plot to be illogical, like you said, uh, while even going as far as to say that the skip feature was laughably pathetic and ultimately, ultimately summarized the level as dumb shock. Um, yeah. PC World questioned why those with you in the mission would not care if the player did not shoot, since it was technically optional for you to open fire the way the other gunmen did. And I, I can't find an exact citation for this. Like, we brought this up uh, a bit ago, but, like, it was heavily rumored that the first draft of that level would fail you if you didn't actively participate, because you would be breaking your undercover status. Yeah. I don't know. I mostly just left that out because I couldn't find like a verification for it. That's what bums me out about this whole thing is that like, it seems like you can tell that they, they wanted to fucking pedal to the metal, do this. Like, yeah, we're making a statement. We're making this fucking shock value level. We want to tell you all these things. And they're like, and they started going fast and they're like, oh, this is scary. Let's (laughs) slow down a little bit. (laughs) And then ultimately it's just bullshit. Yeah. I mean, there were like, there were, there were still people sort of like, not supportive of the level, but supportive of the idea because they were basically saying like, hey, if they, if they didn't exactly tackle it correctly, they don't, they, they don't think other people shouldn't try it again or in a different yeah. way. There, there's a really good res, uh, retrospective that Patrick Klepek did when he was with Kotaku that basically talked about how like the idea of having uh, somebody who is playing a first-person shooter and mowing down relentlessly like hundreds of people but if, if they can make you like to pause and not hit the trigger for like two seconds then that that's kind of a like a victory and just like the idea of 
making you think about what you're doing. Yeah. Which is why I referenced like Hotline Miami earlier. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because you're gonna do it anyway. The art, I mean, I, you're right, but I mean, that's like the, the funny thing about video games is they are directed experiences. You do what you're told. That's the game. Like, yeah. you know, like it's, mm-hmm. so it's, it's very, you know. Which is the whole point of Hotline Miami. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Do it. That's it done right. Yes. <laughs> of course, it's also spread out into a whole experience, but yeah, yeah they, that, that, like, they did, I mean, that was a few years later. Um, but uh, come, coming soon, it's gonna be Call of Duty 2001. Yeah. <laughs> Press F to perform 9 11. And, and here's what's also interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I found another good quote out here where someone was basically just saying that, uh, like you mentioned before, not informing the player of what is about to happen until the last possible moment kind of creates a bit of plausible emotional uh, deniability yeah. by removing all of the dramatic uh, impetus that ought to surround it. Yeah. Like, really? Like, it's like. And these opinions, by the way, like, I, I understand them. I, I don't, I personally agree with all of them, but I kind of agree with some of them, but we do need all sides kind of here. Speaking of people uh, I don't agree with at all, back when I mentioned, like, Fox News and, <laughs> and stuff like that, let's talk about everybody's per, uh, favorite perspective on video games. Those of religious leaders. Yeah. You guys ready? I bet their hot takes are going to be great. <laughs> uh, so not surprisingly, no Russian was pretty condemned by uh, those of the book. Um Oh, uh, which book? Well, not just the Bible, uh, but those of the Jewish and Muslim forum were pretty sickened by the level. The as Jewish well. people also read the Bible. <laughs> Gotta be more woke. Sorry. <laughs> well, I actually technically they're all the same book up until a certain point. I never read the Quran. Whoa. So <laughs> No, you're not going to make me look like an idiot. Because I, 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 I wrote this out in such a way. Press before. F to choose your own Messiah. <laughs> and then all three religions were born. <laughs> when I, when I, in this outline, I, did re, like, I didn't reference the Bible specifically until you brought it up. So then it made me sound like an idiot when I immediately started talking about the Jewish community. So Perfect. thanks a lot. Yeah, right. uh, no, no problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> there goes all our Israel downloads. <laughs> <laughs> so why so why am I bringing up these views specifically? Because of censorship, of course. Yeah. Uh, and the negative feedback, if you will, from these communities, as well as the all those our, our friends and all those news organizations we mentioning before. But they led some to some pretty major changes in our game here. It's a, now it's a little. I'm going to preface this by saying it's a little tough to say when to, to really lay down the timeline of when these edits occurred as the game did launch worldwide on the same date. However, not every version was the same in each territory, which is super interesting to me. So that kind of leads to two big possibilities here. Either the changes were made during development in regards to those tests and leaked and the leaked footage. And this was just the studio's way of trying to like diffuse problems that they knew would occur. Or once those press copies were out and this bad story was like building, they were like last minute, changes to like those copies that were outside of the US to sort of damage control but those that dug through patches found that that first scenario is like you know probably much more likely to be true um but i do find it interesting that there are like multiple copies like people do that a lot out there. there's you know all because of this one mission there's but, you know australia has different roles than japan which has different roles than yeah, germany, china which yeah. has different roles than germany very true this, uh, the uh, China especially is yes. pretty funky with stuff. No skeletons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no skeletons, no alcohol, no gambling. So no fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My three favorite things. Skeletons, skeletons alcohol, and gambling. <laughs> um, how are they on sex? 
They cool I, with it? I think they're fine. Nah, okay. No, they're not. That's right. That's another one. Oh. Man, just, I don't know, I don't know exactly when this episode's going to come out, but when it's being recorded there's a controversy going on right now with Rainbow Six Siege. Yes, that was very interesting. They're launching it, currently launching it in Asia, in China, and they don't want to work on two separate versions of the game because it's an ongoing multiplayer game, so they're just editing out every reference to gambling, <laughs> tobacco, alcohol, Nudity, sex. So they're like... scrubbing the American dream out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And skeletons. You know what China does like, though? Robots. That's at least what zombies become in most no, of they these don't, games. They don't like robots. They just really they hate just zombies. To- they just tolerate robots. <laughs> yeah, they really hate zombies. <laughs> they really hate zombies. Yeah, they don't like robots either. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the deal with these censored international versions? Uh, well, for starters, the level was completely removed from all Russian and Western European uh, versions of the game. What? <laughs> a decision that Activision apparently made uh, independently since that country does not actually have a formal rating, like, rating system for interactive media, which I thought was interesting. No video game like so, ESRB over there. The whole point of the mission is to explain why Russia would attack America. Yeah. So you're going to take out why Russia would attack America in the copy See, of the game for the, Russia. That's the problem. Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that does create a weirder <laughs> thing, yeah. doesn't it? Meanwhile, yeah. their own KGB agent turned supreme leader, <laughs> whose name is also shared with the villain of this video game. <laughs> but that was the thing. Like when I read that, I was like, "Oh, I guess that makes sense." And I was like, "That game is nonsense with yeah. that level." Because like the DC attack is like right after. I think I, I don't remember. Um, but uh, now in Japanese and German versions of the game. The level was kept in, but instead changed so that the player would fail the mission instantly if they shot at any of the pedestrians in the airport, if they shot anyone. So it kind of loses some of its weight there, but all right, the plot still serves its purpose. The Japanese one, by the way, uh, was also pretty chastised by players because they changed Makarov's opening line from Remember No Russian to Kill Them, They Are Russians. Which way worse? Way worse. Way worse. And also, yeah. the level is still called No Russian. Yeah. Which is well, also we were talking about this, but the it other totally night. defeats this the defeats point. The purpose of the thing, like he's telling, don't speak any Russian, so that they think yeah. we're not Russians, <laughs> and then they're like, kill the Russians. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Australia, uh, the. Like, the game was rated MA-15 with the level intact in its entirety, but then contested by politicians who felt that the mission deserved an appeal to the rating to have the Australian Classification Board ban the game from the country entirely. They do that a lot. They do. Um, However, the board luckily never responded. Um, is it Australia? Yeah, it's just Australia. the last time there was a mass shooting, they just took everyone's guns away. And That's now true. There aren't any. Yeah. yeah, problem yeah, solved. For a country founded by criminals, they're pretty against violence. <laughs> <laughs> Burn Australia. Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Kudos to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was no, they did it right. I mean, they're yeah. not the best. They're also super racist. So that's oh, like yeah, that, too much slack. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, they are. Well. They're very racist. <laughs> Um, another, uh, yeah, another country where banning and level removing were discussed was the United Kingdom. Although the British board of film classification just decided to rerate the game uncensored as an 18 plus. uh, So like opposed to its original 15 that every call of duty in the territory was rated prior. So English speakers here (laughs) made out all right. They made out to be as violent as they wanted to be. So surprise, surprise. So we're going to get a little bit towards the end. Let's so like, this is a bit of the legacy here. Flash forward a couple of years, dust has settled a bit, players are fragging away, I guess. Remember when people used to say that? <laughs> fragging? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you had to remind me of it, I mean, but yeah, that well, happened. I know. I, I thought about that the other day, and I was like, no one says fragging. You said anymore. it like you like like you still say it, and it, it makes me, <laughs> me kind of hate you a little bit, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but I rounded up some interesting perspectives here that I wanted to share um, as we're getting like to our closer. Um, there's a there's a good article on GameSpot uh, by Laura Parker, who uh, she explained how whether we like it or not, No Rush was actually a watershed moment for the video game industry. Uh, she said that she felt that the level raised the question of whether or not it was acceptable to discuss human suffering in video games, and like the dialogue around the level is more important than the level, especially in an era when this was before video games were protected under that First Amendment, something we still want to do an episode on. Yeah. And if their status as entertainment products prevented them from doing so. Um, she also commented that if more developers were willing to take risks and include controversial material, then video games would finally truly receive their cultural recognition. The game's mixture of horror and war even led to the inspiration of future games like the series' own uh, Black Ops series, as well as Spec Ops The Line. That's how you do it right. That is how you do it right. Uh, Writer of Spec Ops The Line, Matt Williams, claimed that, uh, that, that he wanted to very much avoid the response that No Russian got in his writing. Now, what's up with that? I'm not familiar. Okay, so spoiler territory. I'll go over this a little bit. So... Spec Ops the line, you invade a Afghanistan-like desert country. In, no, it's Dubai. It's Dubai. Yeah, it takes place okay. in Dubai. Yeah, and so you're like a, your special operations, uh, hence the name. Uh, you, you go into the country, and they're like, there's these soldiers that you got to take out. And then, like, you're you're under the assumption that you're doing good, and there's there's a part of, there's one specific part of the game where you fire white phosphorus at a group of soldiers. Yeah. And then when you go up, you learn that the uh, the group of soldiers was just innocent people. Oh, shit. So yeah, they were bombed. taking refuge in, like, yeah, a shelter. Yeah, you just bombed mm. a bunch of refugees with white phosphorus, which is Fuck, yeah. horrible. Horrible. There's a, there's a then, famous image of the game of a, a charred woman holding a charred baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very, it uh, is horrifying. Yeah. And also, but, like, the so the game is voiced by Nolan North, who's famous for yeah. voicing Nathan Drake, among other a lot of other characters. Yeah, for um, amazing um, voice actor. And it's... It's funny because the whole game's point is crit- critiquing other war games. Yeah, where it starts off very generic and a little super, boring. Yeah, very. Uh, yeah, it's 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 and, a, this weird test. Yeah. like it's and then like su- super and Nolan North is was told to play generic white guy soldier. And then... So all his VO with being a gamer, like, target down, neutralize, yeah. reload. And you're yeah. like, why would they get Nolan North yeah. to do this? I and then, know. like, as the game progresses, he goes out of his mind. mind. Yeah. And he starts getting, like, all this PTSD for all the things he's done. Yeah. And then the what? game starts turning on you, so you'll die. And yeah. then, they, and then like, It'll the loading the screen will just yeah. say, tip, this is all your fault. Yeah. And shit like that. Instead of that. giving you controls. Yeah. And, then, and, and then your character starts hallucinating. Yeah. And the game starts jumping around in time. It's, yeah. it's a crazy. It turns into a psychological and horror And then his game. VO goes from like neutralized to the, he's like, I got him. I got him. Ah, yeah. Just like, he's just like screaming. Yeah. Like he's just screaming. It's, yeah. it's insane. And your character like is all like fucked up by the end of it. Yeah. And stuff. It's a really, the, the, the thing is, it's, it's a fascinating game that anybody who plays like shooting games should play. But it's it's like it takes it's like a, maybe a twelve hour game and it takes like eight hours to get to yes. the meat. It is like it, it is, is boring huh. generic shooter for like six straight hours. Yeah, and then you get to the second half of the game, and you're just like, 
Oh wow! God, yeah, okay. awesome. I've never and there's an amazing the game, finale, and it's it's got some great music and moments in it too. But like the game also has a lot of branching paths, and it gives the player freedom to kind of tackle like scenarios the way they want. But because you're you've been trained up to this point to play through the game like a shooter, you don't even realize that like that pacifist options are there. Yeah. So you're really? just like, yeah, so like you'll be playing the game shooting people and then not even realize you're like, oh, I, I, I don't have to keep playing this the way that I am. Like yeah. it's not that, I mean, maybe that gets a little bit spoilery, but it's nice. a... Well, it's damn, a that's an fucking game too. Yeah. I recognize the cover. When yeah. that came out in like 2011? 2012. 2012? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it's a heck crazy. of a thing. It is a phenomenal game. And it's connected to a series that's also it's it's self-referential. Yeah. Because Spec Ops is just a generic like Call of Duty knockoff yeah. military shooter. Exactly. And then they made it and it's literally like those spo- there's a spoiler in the name of the title. Yeah. Because it's called Spec Ops the Line and it's all about crossing the line. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 That's a truly cool. fascinating thing. It's really mm-hmm. neat. Um, there was a book I want to reference here called uh, "Playing War Military Video Games After 9/11." Okay, uh, I know, kind of a, a mouthful title there. Uh, but the author Matthew Payne analyzed three controversial levels from the Call of Duty series, including the No Russian level. Uh, he suggested that the player character Alan's death emphasize the militantment theme of the soldier who sacrifices themselves for the greater good and that the level rationalizes morally suspect operations as long as they serve under the guise of national security. Yeah. So so he, it's super interesting. He, he also commented that while no Russian could be seen as a realistic depiction of war when compared to contemporary representations, that it could only be viewed in the context of that story. And this removes any potential of having the player re-examine the precincts of modern war to anything else. Exactly. Yeah, which again, um, Spec Ops does a much better job. Yes, and it, it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, following the November 15th Paris attacks, uh, Robert Rath of Zam.com, which was like a popular game forum and wiki site for a while, uh, he replayed No Rush for the first time since its release and examined how the level mirrored actual real-life terrorist attacks. Uh, he felt that while the plot itself was absurd, the attack featured in the level was frighteningly realistic, and more oh, importantly, yeah. that it could educate players that terrorist attacks often occur at soft targets like showing that like our perspective of what like we think war is are people who sign up for it when yeah. like yeah yeah well yeah well i mean at least our side <laughs> well, um but so, but yeah some different views from kind of all over there um so this is where I'm going to get a little bit into heavy stuff very quickly. Oh, um, good. The heavy stuff. I know. I don't know why. I like. I even wrote that in here, but like, I think I've said that phrase like three or four times <laughs> yeah. because it just yeah. keeps getting. I'm, I'm just painting myself smaller into the corner. But uh, while we here at Hot Button, I think I'm not to speak for everybody, but I think we believe that there's no correlation between video games and real life violence. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the levels connected to some actual uh, premeditated attacks. Yeah. Um, and this is maybe less so about the game itself and more things that I just thought were like tidbits of like just sort of interesting. Like, like when I read this, I was like, I, I was like, I, I did not know these. And I like, and, but following the 2011, uh, uh, Domo, Div- Domo Devoto, I think international airport, it was. Uh, I remember uh, that. Yeah, and there was a bomb. It was a bombing that claimed 37 lives. And the Russian television network RT that broadcasted a report, they just opposed their security camera footage with of the attack with gameplay from No Russian. I don't. I haven't seen this, but that's a 
pretty fucking disgusting and cheap move, if you yeah. ask me. Like, like I guess, it, it, like, there isn't really anything that Activision or Infinity Ward can legally do, but I don't know what they were thinking. I get, like, I, I understand, like, I don't know. I, that That's a weird thing, I thought. Don't try to understand the rush. <laughs> <laughs> the reporter then stated that the level was reminiscent of the bombing and quoted U.S. Fox News analysts, uh, uh, Wallet fares as saying terrorists could be using video games as training tools. Um, then I got uh, one other, uh, or I got two other ones here in this one. In 2013, a student who I won't say his name because fuck him, from Albany, Oregon, was detained by police for plotting to attack his high school with explosives and firearms. Uh, yeah. yeah, so good on them for catching him. Authorities found notebooks that detailed how the student was planning to use napalm grenades and have the theme song from No Russian play in the background. I, which is super weird, but all right, I guess. Like, I didn't... I guess when you're not listening to Disturbed or whatever anymore, that's your soundtrack. It's an unfair representation of people who listen to sorry. Disturbed. Uh, well, <laughs> We're sorry. They, I mean, I, we like, want your downloads. There are... Uh, I like Disturbed. They, they, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was going to say, you're a liar. Uh, they're, they're, like, some people who have committed mass shootings will wear headphones of music and stuff like that to not, like, break their concentration or yeah, hear the, soldiers, the consequence right? of any... Well... <laughs> Sorry, that was unfair. I guess very political. Yeah, Jesus. Either either way, I don't I don't even remember if No Russian had music at all. I like I didn't think it did. Anyway, um, I saved the most heinous and tragic link for last year. Curious if you guys heard of this. Um, have uh, and have you guys heard of right wing extremist Anders Bering Brelovic? Nope. Okay, so he is the perpetrator of the 2011 Norway attacks. Those um, I've heard of. Yeah, for those not familiar, it is the deadliest mass shooting carried out by a single individual in the world, as well as the worst in Norway's history since World War II. Jesus. Yeah, where 77 people were killed, and um, most of them children at a summer camp. Jeez. Yeah, and he stated in his manifesto that he used this video game specifically to train for the murders, saying that it helped him hone his shooting skills while using an in-game holographic sight. Uh, that was similar to the one that he used in real life during the attack. He also apparently claimed in the same report that like, um, or like journals that, that he, he was a very heavy world of Warcraft player and he used it as a cover for his extended periods of isolation. So really who's to say there was anything to any of this, but regardless, many places in Norway removed the game from the shelf, uh, as a result. So. Wow, World of Warcraft is an excuse for extended periods of isolation. We must have terrorists <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> uh, so I hate to end it on such a dour note there, but I really do think that's our full story. I mean, I was going to ask, uh, you know, what you guys thought. I mean, we talked, we kind of already gave our sort of opinions. I was, uh, it's interesting. I was talking to, I think, Jason, our audio engineer, last mm-hmm. night uh, about Red Dead. And there's been a there's been a little bit of a again just came out when this is being recorded right. don't know when this is released but um, there's been a little bit of a controversy because Red Dead has a lot of moments in it that fit in the late 1800s but maybe not now there's a, mm. there's a lot of uh, feminists protesting <clears throat> to get the right, right. to vote yes I've seen that there's a KKK rally that you can stumble upon yes. yeah. and people are making those situations as hard as they possibly can or as awful as they possibly can and posting it on YouTube and YouTube's been banning them. So there oh, was really? one guy who like wow. a men's rights activist guy went oh, up to one of the feminists protesting in the game what and beat nod. her up. What? And he posted a video of it on YouTube and YouTube banned him. <laughs> nice. And then I saw another video of a guy who was like uh 
he all he was doing was testing the limits of the interactions in the game. Sure. He tied up a black guy and brought him to the KKK rally to see if Rockstar programmed any additional interaction for somebody to do that. And they programmed that. a lot of weird... But luckily, Rockstar did not yeah. think somebody would stoop that low, low yeah. I guess. Also, so even nothing if they happened. Did, they wouldn't have done something like that anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. But... Yeah, they, that, they, that, they that handle guy, a lot of that subject matter in that game. Really that guy well. got in a bit of trouble. That, Red Dead handles it really well, but I'm just saying, like, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, it makes me th- rewatching this mission and knowing we were doing this episode. It, it made me think a lot about like in the YouTube Let's Play culture. If right, no Russian yeah. had come out now, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Or like that. the Twitch days, like, yeah, it's Ooh, that's very. A, that's a weird thing to think it's about. It's a very interesting. Little side note. I'm trying to think the last time, uh, like before we, you know, do our plugs here. Like, what's the last time a a major release has tried to tackle something like this? Ooh. Like, because usually, I uh, mean, those visions are sort of reserved for. It depends. People smaller. make people make whole game like this. War of mine is about. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. dark, and their expansion is literally called "This War of Mine: The Little Ones." Where they're just like, why not? Fuck it. Why not add children that can starve to death to it, right. too? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not saying that that game's stupid. That game handles it very well. Right, yeah. Uh, Papers, Please would be another yeah, one. Papers, Please is fantastic. Papers, Please has the uh, spoilers for Papers, Please. If you haven't played it, go play it. Mm-hmm. But Papers, Please has the, you know, you're, you're a worker at a uh, border control yeah. office in like a fake Russian <laughs> country. And one day, you, if you let a guy through, he will just bomb. Yeah the fucking thing yeah and it's yeah. very affecting and yes. very hard to watch but it's like i think those like that game respects its audience because they know the people that are there to play it will understand the weight of the story yes, they're trying to tell absolutely. they're trying to tell as opposed to a call of duty game that's uh-huh. why it's like remember when gta 5 tried to handle torture and and it's just like it's not, it's off it's just ugh, i know i know and i and i love gta 5 like we talked about but it's yeah, just but like it's that like, is it's like gratuitous th- violence it's so strange that that's in that game yeah. and there's that whole conversation afterwards where they're like trying to justify their message and you're just like 99 percent of people playing this game could not care about what your company thinks about torture well, yeah. like, you know what's an interesting like, thing to think about though uh i was thinking about watchdogs too and you can do what you want like it's Watch Dogs 2 was going for a very GTA 5 vibe. They, were, they had a lot game. to say about uh, the tech bubble in San Francisco yeah, and yeah, like yeah. all that stuff. Uh, it was a Scarelli-like but, figure. Yeah, and yeah. And, and you're yeah. just like, yeah, let's take down these fucking government assholes. Yeah. And then you're just massacring tons of that people. That was such a bummer. Yeah. And it's like that whole Luna narrative dissonance yes. thing where like uh, that is the, the game... Is trying to make a statement, but they're still letting you play it like a video game. Right. Where it's like, at least... If that was a... It's funny, because, like, if that was a more directed experience, then they would get their message across better, but I don't think the game would be as well-liked. Which, yeah, which yeah, is the whole thing. Yeah, because gamers want freedom. They yeah. want to be able to, to play through everything the way you play through uh, an Elder Scrolls game. But yeah. it's like then your message gets lost because yes. you can't give people those freedoms because You can't say, man, Facebook's doing some awful shit and then go blow up a bunch of random people with dynamite. Yeah. Like, you can't... like it's, imagine, imagine if Uncharted games were <laughs> what the cutscenes implied that they are. Mm-hmm. And you think No Russian just, would have been like... the same if you only had Ninja Stars? <laughs> what? <laughs> I like how 
that's the first thing you said in like, in like, in like two minutes. And I, was just I, think, I think that's a good thing to end on. <laughs> All right. Then I'm, I'm good closing it out there. I'm on that note. Uh, this has been Hot Button. Uh, I'm Randall Beatrice. You can follow... Actually, no, you do the plugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. No, yeah, Hot Button. Uh, hot Button cast across the board. Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, except cool. fuck Facebook. <laughs> but don't kill anybody with dynamite. Um, <laughs> no, the only reason I asked you to do it is because I can never remember if it's Hot Button cast or Hot Button podcast. And yeah, I didn't want to read cast. our name wrong, so I was yeah. just like, you cover it. You're yeah, good. I think somebody might have podcasts or... Oh, no, me, yeah, them. yeah. It was like some Washington radio show. That's yeah. Oh, we brought this up twice on here. here. <laughs> we're really uh, going to sound like we're going after them. Now. Yeah, if you hear us out there in Washington, yeah. you shitty college radio Better show. watch out of the next time you go to an airport. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's Restart Randy. Jesus Look no, Christ. I'm um, Chris I something. And then Austin Blakesley. Austin Blakesley. Um, oh, yeah. And also, we should start saying this now. You, we no, were real listening. Life violence horrifies you were listening to this the the weekend that we launched the podcast. Oh, so, oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The podcast is available. Should across be available the no, across, the board. across the board. This now. comes out, yeah. It'll yeah. Be available Stitcher, iTunes, yeah. Spotify, Google Play, MySpace, and we have we have our <laughs> own website. We have a, a yeah. Um, so you go yeah. check it out. Well, I mean, you're already listening to it, so maybe that isn't. Well, we have we have to we have to choose our words carefully here, apparently. Yeah, if you're planning on shooting up an airport, a great yeah, thing follow to us to on is, Facebook. Yeah, fuck oh, you, shit. Facebook. Oh shit, they said not to say that. <laughs> I misused the branding. What yeah. are you gonna do? Kill me? I'm gonna go run. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah get if away. you're shooting up an airport, hot is a great thing to throw in your headphones. Oh, no, God, no, stop. That's why I put it at the end. That's why I put it at the end. Now leave it in. We can cut that out.